live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwap. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwap. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Love puts it on the deck, drives down the right side of the lane, extra pass, Manic open three, left wing, same result! Back-to-back threes for Brady Manic. Harris standing near the timeline. Chest pass to Abaji. Harassed by Puff Johnson. Gets around him. Drives baseline layup. Good. And a foul. Love will put it on the deck with three seconds. With two. Three at the top of the key. It is no good. It falls just short. And the last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Kansas for the fourth time in school history. Men's basketball national champions. 18 days to the spring game. Just remind y'all, in case any of you forgot, have amnesia. Hour two on a Tuesday, April 5. Still foggy out there, Cheech? Hold on, let me run to the Gettner and check. A little foggy here. Toby and TJ back with you. Uh, Looks like a little bit, not like it was. A little bit. Extreme outdoor equipment. You got a little bit of everything at XOE. Their brands are all best in class. Under one roof, you could buy a zero-turn mower to cut your grass, a tractor with loader and brush hog to work your land, a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, or UTV to take you hunting, fishing, or just plain having fun. And if you want to get away from it all, they can help you there, too, with the purchase of a new travel trailer or rental of a motor home. I, I got to tell you, that's extreme outdoor equipment. I am very excited, TJ. That sometime in the next couple of weeks, you said you you see some green, which means you're about to have to get out there and mow for the yes. first time. Yes. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, uh, I will as well. And I will be very, very excited to report back to you on how my new bad boy mower is working. Oh, listen TJ. to you. Listen to you. From extreme outdoor equipment. I cannot wait because you know I am the bad boy of Oklahoma sports radio. Bad boy, mower. I plan on and tell me if this is correct. I plan on, regardless of weather conditions, always wearing sunglasses and a backwards baseball cap when I mow atop my bad boy mower. Probably even I'll roll up my sleeves. You know what I mean? Like sun's out, guns out. Even if the sun's sun isn't out. You don't roll up your sleeves ever, do you? I'm considering getting tattoos on my biceps, TJ. 
just so that I can match my bad boy mower. Sometimes I roll up my sleeves if I want to get some sun sun up there. You know? Really? Yeah, sure. Hmm. I got to question that. No, you don't. You don't. You just go farmer's I, tan. I've yeah. I I don't roll up my sleeves ever. Not for any reason. Why are you ashamed of your musculature? No, I just don't know why you would. Like, I don't care if I, I have a I farmer's tan because I never have a reason to roll up my sleeves onto my shoulders. Listen, I get it. I get it. Uh, listen, if I didn't have I'm anything not, to show off, I wouldn't know, either. But Pinky Tuscadero or anything. I don't need to be rolling up my sleeves to my shoulders. You ever heard the phrase, uh, curls for the girls? That's, uh, <laughs> I lived in the gym for much of my life. I'm a highly trained. Actually, I don't think I've ever heard that. Former collegiate athlete, TJ, and uh, when you when you and Teddy knows Teddy and I relate in this a lot. When you've got uh, muscles, you show them off. So yeah, I'll roll my sleeves up from time to time. Sure. Nobody likes a farmer's tan, dude. Come on, get with it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I never wear like I'm not wearing a tank top or a sleeveless shirt, so it doesn't matter if I have a farmer's tan. You get in a pool or a lake every once in a while. And we've discussed this. I have a shirt on every single time. I've got you my dry fit bed? shirt on. You you never are in the shower a shirt on in front of your wife. And in, in the shower. I see now we've gone too far. <laughs> I'm getting in the shower, I have my shirt off. Otherwise, no. I sleep in a shirt. I got a shirt on in the lake. Got a Hang shirt on, on in the pool. Yeah. Always shirt on, always shoes on is what you're telling me with you. I'm a clothed man, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I never walk around the house shirtless. Well, that's where we differentiate. <laughs> okay, I guess we do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Adam Hildebrandt coming up 735 this morning. I'm ready if you are for today's OTD, by the way. Okay, let's go. On this date... Boy, I mean, this thing is a rocket ship. Uh, the popularity of OTD has taken off. Kids on their way to school love playing along. <laughs> Teachers, I've been told, have started recording this segment and using it as educational material. Is that for right? History wow. classes. Okay. Yeah, history teachers are using this. So uh, here we go, TJ. You are a perfect 11-0 so far at uh, OTD. I think I have an interesting collection for you today. Three regulation and one bonus. Are you ready? Now, yes. Okay. Okay. Two sports, one entertainment in regulation. No, 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 no. One sport, two entertainment in regulation. The bonus question is sports related. Today. Oh, no president. Let's start, yes. right. Let's start with sports. Yes. All right. Let's start with sports. On this date, what year? Did Chris Weber call a timeout he didn't have as North Carolina beat Michigan in New Orleans to win the national championship? That would have been 1993 because 94 is when I saw Michigan play in Wichita in the tournament, and Weber. that was the year Weber had left. So 93 would have been the year that he would have called the timeout. So 1993, final answer. Holy mackerel! Great start for you. 1993 on the nose in the Superdome. Chris Weber said, timeout, timeout. And uh, that one action has 
Man, if you could have seen my cousin crying that night. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that was fun. Question number two. I'm going to take a turn for the sad, okay? On this date, what year did we lose Kurt Cobain? He passed away April 4. Excuse me. April 5. What's today? April 5. April 5 of what year? It was 90. Four, because that that album would have hit in ninety one or two. You want me to help you out a little bit? No, I'm trying to envision my brother's living room wall because he had one giant like flag of Kurt Cobain's life, the spanning of his life on his wall. It covered the entire wall. It was a picture of Kurt Cobain with his. I'll give you a hint. Dates, I'll give and you I a think hint. it was ninety. Go ahead, give me a hint. Kurt Cobain was the lead singer of Nirvana. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. It was mid nineties. Ninety four sounds right. Take I'm gonna go. Time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That album was big early nineties. It would have been a few years later. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, I'm going to say ninety five. I'm going to go right in the middle of that decade, and I should be good with the three year window. Ninety five. Final answer. Again, with a death question, I do not feel con- uh, uh, appropriate playing a sound effect, TJ. But you are correct. Nineteen ninety four was the passing yeah. of Kirk Cobain. On this date, April 5. Two people, You're within the three-year window, though. Two historic so events, correct. two people in my life uh, bawling in tears. Cousin on the first, uh, brother on the second. Chris Webber was your cousin. <laughs> yes. Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain was, was brother. your brother. That's right. All right, we'll see if we can keep it going then. Here we Let's go. See Let's see if we can get more tears. tears on I just saw one in my family. Final regulation birthday or, uh, on this date, OTD today. Here we go. Again, I think this is right in your wheelhouse. On this date, April 5 of what year did Fox TV premiere with the shows Married with Children and the Tracy Ullman Show? Fox wasn't a thing before this day. We didn't we had ABC, NBC and CBS. Right. And this new thing called Fox came along. April 5th of what year? This should be in my wheelhouse. It would have been the 80s, obviously, later 80s with Married with Children. That Actually, that clue helped me a little bit. I would have probably gone early 80s, but... That's how they rolled it out, with Married that, with Children. If that and was Tracy the rollout, I would say that's more later 80s. It would have been too risque for early 80s. The early 80s, we were a much <laughs> yes. uh, more conservative society. <laughs> That's right. The Reagan administration. Um, I'll say 1980. Take your time. It would have been the 80s. There's, there's no way that it was the 90s. I'll say 87 to get me 290 and then 84 to 90 range, so... 87 final answer. Fade away. Hit it! 
1987, TJ. Oh, yeah. Fox TV premieres in 1987. It's a 3-0 run through OTD for you, bringing you to 14-0. Had you not said married with children, I would not have got that because I would have guessed like 82 or 83. Mm -hmm. So that actually helped. (laughs) Because, yes, no, you're we, welcome. we were much more conservative in the early 80s. <laughs> we, were, we were in the Cold War, remember? We, were, right. uh, we hadn't torn down that wall yet. That, uh, everything let loose after that. Okay, uh, are you ready for your bonus? Uh, the bonus, remember, yes. can only help you. It cannot hurt you. This can buy you a miss in the future, TJ, and work you into the negative in that loss column. Again, you have to get within three years, and today's bonus comes from the world of sports. This is a fact I did not know before and I find intriguing. On this date, what year did Babe Ruth agree to three 15-minute interviews each week on NBC? He was paid $39,000 for 13 weeks of three interviews a week on NBC. Really? That was $4,000 more than his contract was at the time to play baseball. He signed with NBC on this date what year for these historic interviews? Gosh, I have no idea. I've never even heard never of heard this. Never heard this fact before. Yeah. Um, ah. he, it was, this is an NIL deal. Yeah, he died in the late 40s. I'll, I have no idea. Um... Hey, you got some idea. I'll say 1942 final answer. I had never heard this before, so I have no idea what the answer is. Coach K takes ah. an L. I'm sorry, Teach. Uh, 1934. Was a, you overshot well, I was way it off. I was way bit. off, yeah. That's an interesting fact, isn't it? Huh. Yeah, I'd he never got heard that before. $39,000. Giant sum of money to do 39 interviews. It was basically $1,000 an interview. He would do three each week for 13 weeks with NBC, radio and television, probably more radio. And uh, that was $5,000 more than his baseball contract was at the time. 1934, April 5. The same amount that today in 2022 you charge... Other radio stations for a guest appearance. Thousand dollars exactly for right. three minutes. My yeah, that's exactly yeah, what you it is. Make that yep. five hundred thousand a year. That's how I get to the five hundred k. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when did NBC start broadcasting on television, TJ? I'm looking it up right now. I don't, I don't expect know. you to know that. I just said it out loud. I'm sorry. 1926. Okay, so it could have been. Oh, no, no, no. Radio 26, television 39. So this would have been radio only. 1934 oh, well, yeah. would have been radio gotcha, only. Gotcha. In, NBC radio. Yeah. WNBC. 14 0, your record after today's OTD. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four wheelers, side by sides, UTVs travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. 
Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. $8.99 listing fee, putting that money in your pocket. The money you save can go towards a new couch, perhaps a new barbecue grill, many other things because it's uh, headed to your bank account and not the uh, realtor's pocket. So $8.99 listing fee, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. By the way, uh, big shakeup in the world of Twitter yesterday with Elon Musk buying a boatload of shares. Oh, really? uh, they're thinking it might shake up the board a little bit. And one of the first things he did after buying billions of dollars worth of Twitter share, uh, tweeted out to everyone, hey, does everybody think of an edit button on this thing for misspelled words, etc.? And I said, yeah, really? get him, Elon. Did he really say that? Yeah, yeah, he sent out something on Twitter yesterday, so. He's going to get that it done, amazing. I think. I think he's going to get it I, done. I just, I've never heard an explanation as to why they don't I'm sure it's it. out there, but we're probably lazy, and we could probably just Google it up and find out why. I just never have gone and looked at what the reasoning is right. as why they don't have one. I don't know. Um, let's We've see. we got to get a producer on this show that can look <laughs> Here come for Solutions text line. <laughs> I text you guys after the LSU game to say I thought the baseball program was basically treading water under Skip Johnson and still think that. Skip seems to me to be more cut out to be an assistant coach and not necessarily a head coach and while this team does not have a lot of talent or why this team does have a lot of talent and are fun to watch it looks more like the same each year you have to be good enough to get to Omaha before you can win it and does it seem to you guys that we're getting anywhere close to that William and Muldrow you want to answer that before I do I will say this team does have talent. It's fun to watch. They have played an extremely difficult schedule early on. I'm not going to sit here and say... I fully buy into the staff right now. But I'm not against it, if that makes sense. I'm a... I'm a let's see what happens here. I think you're... One inning away from three or four more wins that would significantly change the look of this team. Now, coulda, shoulda, woulda. They lost those games. Bullpen blew those games. But I think they've been very competitive in a lot of those. And the schedule is going to swing back around for them a little bit. And they've got to take advantage of that. Um Is this an Omaha team? I'm not willing to say that right now. No. No. Do I think they are a team that could host a regional potentially? Yes. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with them. I like a lot of what you had to say. I do find the one inning away, I've heard that a lot. Man, they should have, they would have finished out this game, this game, and this game. The record would be this right now. But you could say it the other way because they have – Come yeah, back and they're won one games. inning away from losing the OSU game, right. losing, losing the Baylor, the Baylor game, game on Saturday, right. yeah, no, losing right. the you're Texas right. game the other night. They have also turned games late. They have. It's they baseball, have. man. They have. The the bullpen's got to get better. We can all agree on that. But why do we always look at the negative side of things? Dad gummit, if we hadn't blown this one, this one, or this one. How about the thank God we pulled this one out of the fire and this one and this one, you know? I have no interest for this conversation. Because until the people look at that and say, well, they barely scrapped that one by. <laughs> they really got yeah, out no, of that. No, I'm just saying, that's like, <laughs> that's a problem, though. 
Like, change that mentality, people. Uh, I have no interest for the who should be the coach or not until the postseason. I find that a ridiculous conversation for a fan to have. Get on board. Like I said yesterday, we are halfway through this season right now. What in the world good is a conversation about who should or shouldn't be coaching a program? There are some people that no sit good. through a baseball season hoping that the team does poorly in hopes that their wish of a coach getting fired happens. Go cheer for somebody else then. Yeah. If that's your mentality. I mean, that's that's, that's how a lot stupid. of people approach it. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. Are you a fan? Then cheer for your team. When the season's over, and this is in all sports. This is not related to the OU baseball coaching staff. This is in all sports. When the season's over, if you want to have a conversation about evaluating whether or not changes should be made or not, that's the appropriate time to do that, but not in the middle of a year. And it right now is especially idiotic, honestly, with a team that's has wins over Auburn, Michigan, Dallas Baptist, Texas, Oklahoma State, two over Baylor, has a number 20 RPI and a number three strength of schedule. They have had a very good first half of the season. If you approach every game by saying, well, today I'm going to sit down and watch OU baseball and decide whether I think Skip Johnson should be their coach or not, that's a miserable life, man. Well, I'm going to sit down and watch uh, OU basketball tonight, and I'm going to have my little report card out on Porter Moser, whether I think he's making all the right substitutions or not. Man, cheer for your team. You do whatever you want. You know what? You do whatever you want. I have no interest in that conversation. I think they do a great job. I'm here to support every coaching staff. I think the addition of Reggie Willits was a big-time addition. I agree with that. What he's done with the offense Mm -hmm. this year has been significant. Uh, And they had, as we've talked about a lot, they went to the NCAA tournament, were within one win of a Super Regional in 18, had a Omaha-worthy team in 20, and got wiped away. And it looks like to me they got an NCAA tournament team this year and maybe a chance if they could get that bullpen to come together to make a run somewhere special. It's possible. They've got a good lineup and they got some very good starting pitching. But we'll see. They got to go play Oklahoma State. They got to go play Texas Tech. The second half of the season is not lighter than the first half of the season. It's very difficult. So they got a lot of tough games in front of them. But I have no interest in a conversation of who shouldn't or shouldn't be a coach in the middle of a season. That is not the appropriate time for me or really, in my opinion, anybody to have that conversation. Let's let it play out. (laughs) But you know what? I also get it. In baseball, Baseball I, lends I, itself to sitting around and second guessing everything. That's what it's what I do. Like like th- that's how I watch a lot of games. Like I, I, I and that's not just second guessing coaches. I'm like, man, why did that guy take that pitch? I knew that pitch was coming. I mean, that should just, be running that's, there. That should, should be running there. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, why are they bringing this guy out of the bullpen? All that kind of stuff. I get it. I get it. And if you're why a fan, aren't you playing back with two outs in the ninth in the World Series? Right. Yeah. 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 I get it. But. I hope you also understand my perspective. Oh, I absolutely do. I'm working, man. Yeah, no, I'm working. I absolutely do. And as soon as the game's over, I'm getting ready for the next game. And a conversation about who shouldn't or should be the coaches is probably something I should never take part in. 
much less in the middle of a season. I love Skip Johnson. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a proven track record with working with pitchers and developing them and putting them in the major leagues and making them great when they're in the major leagues. And I think he has assembled a very good staff around him and a very good baseball team. They've recruited at a high level. He doesn't need me to defend him. But the proof will be in the pudding, as it is with every coach at the University of Oklahoma. You have to go win. We're not here to tread water. You've got to go win at OU. So let's see. Let's play this thing out and see how it goes. Uh, here's a couple on the comfort <laughs> solutions text line. TJ, so you're saying that the baseball team is close? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. We're close. We're close. Okay, we're close. Uh, I have no quote. I have no interest in that conversation. End quote. Then talk about it for ten minutes. <laughs> He's just defending his stance well, there. I was, exp- I was explaining, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, sports radio is about set- sitting around and second-guessing. Um, there's a lot of sports there's radio. There's a lot of that, there. yeah. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. This show is not that. Um, not as much. We're, we're more of this. Uh, where's this one? Uh, someone fact-checked you and said that Fox started. Where's that one at? Fact check fell. Fox started in 1996. That's not true. You're wrong, Texter, because... Uh, the Simpsons were b- around before that. Toby's right on the year. I mean, it was 87, 88, somewhere in there. I think you said 87. Um, because the Simpsons were part of that Tracy Ullman show, and the Simpsons were already on the air by the time, before we were out of high school. So you're correct on your, uh, 1996, they had been around for many years Are they talking about that. Fox News, maybe? I, it just says, Fox started in 1996, fact check fell. It's not true. Now, if they meant to put an eight there and say eighty-six, and you said eighty-seven, maybe maybe then we can have that conversation. But it definitely was already around in ninety-six. Mm-hmm. I know because in high school I had a Bert, Bart Simpson T-shirt that my mom hated and was embarrassed for me to wear around town. I cannot believe you're going to wear that Bart Simpson shirt again. He shows his butt and says the H word. Maybe I read that wrong. Maybe uh, if it is 86, maybe I read it wrong, and right. that was the debut of Married with Children and not the entire network. But I just I read the thing in front of me, so on the uh, on this date in entertainment history. Yes. Thing, so. so, Texter, if you meant 86, we'll, we'll give you that. But if you meant 96, yeah. I definitely wrong. make mistakes. Definitely make mistakes. Okay, we got to take a break. We're going to be late. Adam right. Hildebrandt, ORU, joins us next. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Is this the ORU fight song? That's what I'm told. Yeah, I don't know if I've heard that before. If I have, it's been a while. All right, we hope to talk to Adam Hildebrandt uh, here momentarily. We got OUORU coming up tonight at Eldale Mitchell Park, 630 start. Uh, pitching matchup tonight, it'll be Braden Carmichael for Oklahoma. And uh, Trey Wolf will get the start for ORU. And we welcome in now the Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year himself, Adam Hildebrandt. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you today? I'm a little tired. Uh, my wife's 
plane uh, in from her work trip, got delayed, landed about 145 at the Tulsa airport last night. Oh so uh, did a little bit of a short evening. I'm looking forward to the nap on the bus ride down to Norman uh, and probably on the way back as well. But, you know, other than that, we get to play baseball today. So uh, you, you are, it's the rookie, right, that says, hey, it's a great day. We get to play baseball. You are perfectly allowed to hang up on me right now and go back to bed. Nobody would <laughs> no, be angry my, at you for that. My my kids are already up and wanting to cuddle with mom anyway, so it's it's a oh. standard morning. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Now, I'm looking forward to it tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing you. The first of two showdowns between the Sooners and the Golden Eagles uh, coming up this year. Tonight they'll be in Norman. So uh, just start by telling everybody about the season so far for ORU. Yeah, it uh, got off to a pretty good start. Uh, went one and three uh, in South Alabama, but then won eight straight games at home to start the home slate and uh, really got things off on the right foot. Uh, this series at Ole Miss was uh, not great, but solid. Stole one game down there and, and probably didn't play their best baseball, but improved over the course of that weekend. And I think everybody felt pretty good about that. And then it's been a little bit hit and miss since then. Uh, not a great series against DBU. Got swept by DBU at home, and and were competitive in all three of those games, but uh, made some errors that that kept them from winning any of those contests. And then uh, actually lost two of three against Omaha at home this last weekend, which I think, if I remember correctly, because I had just looked it up, is something like only the the third home series loss in Summit League play for ORU ever. And they're 20-plus years in the league, so that doesn't wow. happen very often. So that there's probably a little bit of frustration coming off of that, and uh, they'll, they'll be looking to clean some things up, certainly going into today's game, because uh, this weekend we were actually supposed to play at Stephen F. Austin originally, and that got taken off the schedule when Stephen F. switched conferences. So uh, trying to get that, that bad taste out of your mouth a little bit from last weekend before you get a little bit of a, a, a very rare break here in the springtime. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. So you have no games this weekend at all. We have no games this weekend. I've I've not experienced that in in my my sixth year doing ORU baseball. I've never had a weekend off in the spring. Really strange. That is amazing. Yeah, that should be like that should be a deal, right? Every year, everybody gets a break for a weekend. Yeah, go on vacation everybody gets or one. Honestly, um, it wouldn't be a horrible idea for the NCAA to just make everybody take a break on the same weekend, right in the middle, and let, every, let everybody calm down a little bit. Yeah. What what is the Summit League race look like this year? What are the you know who are the contenders there? Uh, ORU is definitely the the, the favorite. Uh, Omaha, who was just here, is was picked third, uh, but a close third behind North Dakota State, and then North Dakota State was second. Uh, the Bison are the defending Summit League tournament champions. ORU won the regular season last year, and uh, so they get to host the tournament at home this year. The interesting thing about the scheduling this year in the Summit League is you we added in two new teams in Northern Colorado and St. Thomas, uh, neither of which are uh, particularly high in the RPI uh, and, and certainly are expected to be towards the bottom of the league, but you're not playing everyone twice like you have in the past. So uh, I, don't, I think it's Omaha that has St. Thomas twice. Uh, I think North Dakota State has – Northern Colorado twice. ORU doesn't have either of those teams twice. They have Omaha and South Dakota State for the home and home. And so the Golden Eagles have one of the tougher schedules in the league. And so dropping you know two or three at home is not ideal in terms.
terms of that long-term race. There's certainly plenty of time. We're only two weekends in, but ORU is going to need to win some games on the road, certainly to to try to reclaim that that regular season crown for a second straight year. Our guy Legend Smith's having a great year for you, isn't he? Oh, he's been so good. He has been really good. Uh, I mean, he set a career high in strikeouts two weekends ago, uh, career high in innings pitched this last weekend. I think he's had one earned run allowed or less in three consecutive starts now, and he's gone six-plus in all three of those starts. So, yeah, he's, he's really had it going. Uh, it's been able to command everything to, to both sides of the plate, and, and it's it's been a, you know, uh, you can be confident in a fairly short game on Saturdays right now. I, I don't think we've played more than about two hours and 40 minutes the last few times he's pissed, which uh, my, my wife always likes when I get home early on Saturday. <laughs> You know, I'm looking at uh, statistically, they've hit it well, 288 team batting average. They've pitched it pretty well, ERA right around four. What would you say is the strength of this ORU baseball team? Well, I think the strength right now has been the starting pitching. Um, even even with some, uh, Isaac Coffey not pitching quite to the level statistically that we were expecting from him at the beginning of the year, and, and I think he'll still continue to get back towards that. But the starters have been really, really good. Uh, and then the second thing that's maybe a little underrated is the speed aspect of this team. Uh, they really fast. We stole 15 bases over the course of two games uh, against Pine Bluff and then the first game against uh, South Dakota State, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, but it was, I know it was 15 in two games. And, and they could really put some pressure on you. A lot of, lot of bunt singles. Uh, a lot of sacrifice bunts that you pressure into a bunt single, and then several stolen bases. We had a guy steal four bases in one game. We had another guy steal three bases in the singular game the game before that. So uh, that that speed aspect is is not to be overlooked. And of course, that plays on the on the defensive end as well in the outfield. Uh, those guys have been running around and, and making a lot of catches out out in the the big open spaces. So uh, that that speed is something that that not a lot of teams in the Summit League have. And then. Uh, Connor Beekler, who's another o- OU transfer, he's got just elite speed, uh, and it's been fun to see him him move around quite a bit this year. Also, maybe a bit of a, a rarity uh, tonight. You got two teams whose second baseman lead them in hitting. Uh, right. Actually, I think maybe Blake Robertson has passed uh, Jackson Nicholas after a Sunday's game for OU. But tell me about Mac McCroskey. Uh, Mac has been. Uh, a, a really nice addition. Of course, Ryan Cash had been our second baseman for the last couple of years, uh, had some eligibility left, uh, chose not to utilize that, and so and when when uh, started playing pro ball. But um, you know, Mac has been a guy who has been incredibly good defensively. I, to my knowledge, he still doesn't have an error on the season, but he started out absolutely red hot at the plate. I mean, he was hitting above 500 for the first several games. Uh, I think some teams started pitching him a little bit differently, hit a little bit of a slump. Uh, our SID pointed out over the weekend that he didn't think that Omaha had thrown him an inside pitch in the entirety of the series. Uh, but what he's done is he's adjusted and started hitting the ball the other way even more than I think he was early. And that has kind of climbed him back up out of that slump. I think he had 456 against South Dakota State. He was close to 500 again this weekend. Um, and, and so he's been up there near the top of the order where he can just, you know, slash and put balls in play. And suddenly he's added a little power. He's hit two home runs in, in the last uh, week or so here. So uh, start to, to add those power numbers a little bit also. But he, he can do a little bit of everything. But uh, defensively, he's been incredible. And then that offense has, has come alive again here in the last 10 days or so. 
BA product, uh, Trey Wolf getting the start for you guys tonight. Uh, I'm assuming this is a bullpen night, right? Uh, in in some form or fashion, yes. It, and it got a little wonky because uh, Isaac Coffey, our Friday starter, was sick Friday. And so he ended up starting Sunday. So our Sunday starter, A.J. Archambault, ended up not pitching over the weekend. So we'll probably see him some, especially with no games this weekend. Um, our normal Tuesday starter, uh, Andrew Roach, ended up not ended up pitching out of the bullpen Sunday, so I'm not sure what we'll see with him. But with Trey in particular, he actually is coming back off of an injury. So he pitched. He started the game last Tuesday at home against Pine Bluff. He hadn't pitched at home in 1,039 days at that point uh, to a couple of arm injuries. I, Toby, I have never been more nervous before a game than I was before <laughs> that contest, knowing that he was going to start because he, he, like you said, he's a local kid. He's a great kid to be around. And he had had Tommy John surgery initially and then had another setback that, that didn't require surgery, but kept him you know, from pitching for more than two years. Of course, he'd throw COVID in there, too. And, and so he, he came out at South Alabama the first weekend of the year and threw like a third of an inning and then had arm tightness and left the game. Oh, no. And I've never been more sick to my stomach, I don't think, than, than seeing that. And so him coming back, Getting that start, uh, they they only threw him an inning last week. I'm guessing that's probably going to be the, the strategy again this weekend or today. Um, but I just I was I just everybody in the in the place wanted to see him just go out there, throw a good inning, and then leave the mound healthy and look forward to the next one. And that's exactly what that's happened. Uh, he he faced the minimum, so uh, they're still working him back. So he won't have a, a long outing or anything along those lines. And then we'll kind of see where they go from there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's likely to be some some sort of a bullpen day, for sure. All right, you demand get some rest. We'll see you down here in the not too distant future. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Toby. We'll see you soon. Adam Hildebrandt, voice of the ORU Golden Eagles. Six thirty tonight, first pitch. Six o'clock is the pregame show. TJ, what time does the second guessing start in the stands usually? Uh, 632? No, no. Like that? Uh, 5.48 with tonight's game Oh, it's game a pregame time. activity. Yeah, it's a pregame okay, activity. Right. It runs all, all the way through the game. So, <laughs> By the way, you're rude. The amount of people you make me wake up in the morning sometimes through the yeah, years. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, sorry. Rude. <laughs> we'll be back. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God! Toby! Toby's getting held back by security! T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. <laughs> Welcome back here on the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Ask uh, Terry about his $8.99 listing fee, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. I'm laughing. Right before we came back from the air, uh, <laughs> there was a text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line and then one that quickly followed that said, whoa, 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 please don't read that last one on the air. <laughs> I was referring to hot toddies as in the drink. I was just told by someone in the Urban Dictionary de- definition that there is something not appropriate for radio, and people are going to take that the wrong way and be offended. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, you're just referring to the drink, people. I won't read his uh, previous text. Uh, <laughs> hey, I want to ask you, uh, can we save the text? Yeah, yeah. Next, Let's hit him at the top of next hour. I want to ask you a couple of things okay. baseball-related. See if you agree. Um... One, I do think there has been more, just based on our show, 
I do think there's more interest in baseball this year than I've seen the past few years, college baseball. There definitely is, especially on this show. Other shows would probably hammer us for even mentioning it or even giving the score, but there's definitely interest. We have received a lot of text um, about this baseball team and this season in general. Do you think that's true, or do you just think the baseball fans out there have filtered their way to our show because they know we'll talk about it? Both. It I mean, it's like both. social media and radio-wise, I do feel like, and honestly, the crowds last week have me feeling that way, too, that maybe there's been a tick up in, in the level of interest out there. Well, I think it's a little bit of everything, and they know that this is the spot to come to, just like they would come to Plank for any softball-related stuff. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're at the halfway point here. Here, I think, tell me if you agree with this. If you finish top five, I think if you finish top five in the Big 12, pretty good chance of getting into the tournament. Yes, top absolutely. Top three, pretty good chance of hosting. Yes. Okay. Agree with that. There's nothing to argue with that. That should be the case every year in this conference. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, I did look it up in recent years. Um. Last year, four got in, three hosted. We did not have a tournament in 2020. 2019, five got in, three hosted. 2018, five got in, two hosted. And in 2017, seven Big 12 teams got in. And I have not yet found out how many hosted. I was trying to look that up as we were talking right there, and I I have failed. But I'm going to guess at least three if they had seven teams in the field so i mean that could fluctuate it could Mm -hmm. be that six get in because the big 12 again is very highly thought of this year but i think you feel like maybe that's your kind of your cutoff lines going into the second half of the year here and if you're going to finish top three and try to host a regional you're going to have to win a couple of these series against the big boys right OSU, TCU, and Texas Tech still to come. Agree? Agree. That's why uh, Sunday, boy, you were really feeling good in the seventh inning. So, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up again. (laughs) Sorry. All right, 8 o'clock. Let's hit your text messages next.